Thanks for joining us today on the Women's Business Workshop podcast. This is your host and business coach, Robin Walker, helping female entrepreneurs and business owners like yourself to find more strategy and focus in your business so that you can reach your goals with less distraction and overwhelm. Welcome to the show. Today, we have a very special episode and one that I think you're going to get a lot of great nuggets out of. Today, we have Louise Brogan, and she's talking with us about LinkedIn and how to build your audience there and ultimately how to use the platform to share about your offers. Louise will be a coaching lounge sponsor for the upcoming Lakeside Conference and will be there live to answer your questions about LinkedIn and how it relates to the offer that you're working through during the conference. Louise, thank you for being on the podcast and welcome. Thank you, Robin. I am really excited about this. I can't, I'm really looking forward to being like the sponsor at the conference. I'm excited about it. Yeah, we're glad to have you. I know we've been talking for a few years about having mm. you be a part of the event. Yes, unfortunately not in person because I'd be over there like a flash. <laughs> yes, yes. Tell everyone where you're from. So I live just outside Belfast in Northern Ireland. So I'm right across the Atlantic Ocean. Excellent. Um, can you tell us about what you do as a LinkedIn coach? Yes, absolutely. So I help people who want to win business on LinkedIn, basically. A lot of people come to me because of various reasons. Maybe they are a bit wary of LinkedIn. They find it all a bit overwhelming. It's not like the other social media platforms. Um, they've been on there before and they find it a bit boring. <laughs> <laughs> I can identify with that. <laughs> and one of the things I love about LinkedIn is that it actually is a social media networking site where you can spend less time and win more business and make more money, which is really at the end of the day, what most of us want in business, right? Absolutely. For sure. And, I, and I'll share my, my LinkedIn uh, experience and I've been on it for a really long time and only in the last uh, few years kind of started resurrecting my account. Mm. And I've connected with some great people on there, but it just always feels so stuffy and I just don't feel like I make as many honest connections or mm. um, represent my business as authentically. Mm -hmm. It just kind of feels more, um, more adulty <laughs> than some of the other, <laughs> some of the other social media platforms. Um, so what do you love about LinkedIn compared to the other platforms like Facebook or Instagram? I think for me, LinkedIn is very much about connecting and having conversations with people. And the way I work with people is actually, I talk about the four pillars of LinkedIn. So the first being your LinkedIn profile, which we can go into a bit more in, in a little bit if you like. Um, but the second thing, second piece is your network on LinkedIn. So if your four pieces, the profile, your LinkedIn network, um, your LinkedIn content, and using LinkedIn Messenger are the four key things you need to be really clear on in order to make LinkedIn work for your business. But the network is so important. So a lot of people have like a legacy LinkedIn almost where they created an account when they were working in a corporate job or they were even maybe at university or something and they connected with everybody and anybody or they connected with everybody who worked in the same field or industry as them. And now that they're in business, they go back to their LinkedIn and their old network are still there. So some people don't want to post anything on LinkedIn because they think, 
oh, what's so-and-so from my old job going to think of me if I say, you know, that I'm helping people in business? Um, and other people think every time I go to LinkedIn, it's just full of boring posts about these people I used to work with that I don't really care about anymore. <laughs> Sorry, that sounds very Yes, rude. yes. <laughs> no, no, it just feels like a lot of the posts are are more commercially or just mm. more dry. Yes, so what I have done... And I, to be quite honest, Robin, I think when you and I first met, it was about two and a half years ago, um, I hadn't even niched down into LinkedIn at that stage. And I probably would have said, yeah, it's a, it is a bit more of a drier platform. But since then, I've really changed up the network that I have on there. So I, I've unfollowed a lot of people who aren't really relevant to what I'm doing now, who, whose content I'm not really interested in. Um, I'm much more selective about people that I connect with. So I get connection requests all the time. And this morning I, when I was first logged into LinkedIn after breakfast, I had three connection requests from um, men working in software companies. And I know that if I accept those connection requests, as polite as their messages are, they're gonna try and start to sell me some kind of software that I don't want. So I just reject those connection requests. And it's not like Facebook where people will be offended. You know, it's a business to business site. Um, although quite a lot of product clients of mine have had big success selling products on LinkedIn as well. So it is, you can get B2C on there as well. But if you're more careful about who's in your network and you build a network full of people that are somebody that you're interested in them, they have something interesting to say, maybe people whose podcast you listen to, um, somebody whose webinar you've enjoyed, uh, people who are potential clients, of course, potential customers, but also potential collaborators. And if you take a step back and think about LinkedIn, um, who could you connect with who serves the same audience as you? And you could go and connect with that person, ha have a conversation with that person and networking with that person, commenting on that person's post and the audience that they have who are similar audience to who you're trying to get in front of are going to see your content and your posts. So connecting with potential clients, potential collaborators and people you are interested in hearing more from. That's really the three markers that I would take for people that I have in my network. So when I go to LinkedIn, it's full of really interesting conversations from people that I'm interested in hearing from you know, and anyone that I'm not, I just unfollow those posts or I don't interact with them so that the next time I go to LinkedIn, I'm less likely to be shown posts from that person. So part of that lesson is it's okay to say no. <laughs> Definitely. Allowed, and you're allowed to unfollow. <laughs> and when you unfollow somebody, they have no idea you've unfollowed them. Yeah. So you'd still be connected kind of like on Facebook. You'd, you'd be connected. You just won't see what they're offering in, in your feed. Yes, well, you wouldn't see their posts, what they're having conversations about, um, but they'll still see your content and they might still chip in um, okay. comments underneath your content. But it's not, it's not, um, people aren't offended when you unfollow them sure. or if you remove, sure. well, they might be offended if they find out, but they're not going to find out if you're unfollowing them. Sure. And I, I did something similar with my Facebook feed during the pandemic mm -hmm. <laughs> is, you know, really curating what kind of things pop up into your, into your feed. Yes. Makes for a much more pleasant, pleasant experience. Yes, exactly. What is one of the biggest misconceptions that you see about LinkedIn? So well, there's lots, 
to be quite honest, um, there's lots of things that I see people think about LinkedIn that I don't see as true. But one of the best pieces of advice I would give somebody is that when you connect with somebody, send them a personalized message to say why you're connecting with them. So there's several reasons for this. But first of all, if you send someone a message when you connect with them, they're going to go and look, they're, they're going to read your message. They're going to look at your profile. They're going to actually pay attention to what you're saying. And I'm not talking about sales messages. I don't want you to do that. <laughs> but if you say, I heard you on Robin's podcast, Louise, and I wanted to come and connect with you. I'd like to have you in my LinkedIn network. I'd be like, oh, who's this then? So this is one of Robin's podcast listeners. I'm going to go and look at that person's profile and see who they are and what they do. But if you just send me a connection request without a note, and I have like five or 10 connection requests that day, I'm only going to pay attention to the ones who have notes attached. But the other reason you do sure. this is because, so say somebody, so say, I don't know how many connections you've got on LinkedIn, Robin, but say you have a thousand connections on LinkedIn and you accept, you accept all these connection requests that come in because you think they look like people you might be interested in. So maybe it's like a, a sales coach person or a, you know, the kind of people who are going to be coming to your conference and you think yeah I'll accept their connection request and so say and out of those 10 people one person sends you a personalized note and says hey Robin I really love your podcast and I wanted to connect with you on LinkedIn what do you think your response is going to be to that person yeah I would definitely respond yeah as you long reply. as there's no uh free ebook and yes. <laughs> free, you know, here watch my watch my video yeah no thank you <laughs> but you're going to reply to that person and all of a sudden you're in a one-to-one -one conversation with that person so a couple of things happens then you're more aware of them what they do the next time they post on linkedin you're much more likely to comment on it because they're a, i'm not saying they're a lead but it's a warm connection because you have had a conversation in your LinkedIn messenger. And I think this is the big thing that people don't realize about LinkedIn is that all of the business happens inside the messaging inbox. Nobody posts a comment on your stuff and says, oh, I want to buy this. Tell me more about it. That is not what happens. What has happened with me and all of my clients is that someone gets interested in what you're saying and they send you a private message and they say, actually, Louise, I, I really like what you said there about you know LinkedIn events or LinkedIn live or whatever. Um, can I find out a wee bit more about your products or services? Or could we maybe schedule a call to have a chat? And the other beautiful thing about beautiful, um, really great thing about LinkedIn is that now in LinkedIn Messenger, if someone says to you, I'd really like to know more about um, that offer that you have, Louise, um, could we maybe schedule a call? You can literally schedule your video call inside LinkedIn Messenger. So I could oh, say wow. to you, yeah, I could say, oh yeah, that sounds great, Robin. Um, what time, you know, when suits you? And you could say, well, you know, either now, and you can literally create an instant Zoom inside your Messenger, or you could say, How, you know, how's Tuesday at 10 o'clock? And you go in and you schedule the call and it's sitting inside the messaging box. So there's loads of um, functions, functionality and features on LinkedIn that a lot of people don't really realize are there. Um, but yeah, all the business end of LinkedIn actually happens away from the public eye, if you like. Oh, that's really interesting because that mm -hmm. to me in some ways is different from the other platforms. Mm -hmm. And I had someone reach out to me. Um, I, I didn't know her at all and connected and she 
gave me a, you know, sent a very just nice message about getting to know me, no spam, no, Mm -hmm. you know, not looking to sell me anything. We ended up having a coffee chat shortly after and neither of us bought from each other at that time or anything, but I just have more of a fondness towards her or feel more connected to her. So when I do see her posts come up, it, it feels more authentic to comment on them because I've actually seen her face and had an actual conversation, but had she not sent just a very nice message, um, mm-hmm. non-aggressive, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it just made it, um, it just increased the no like, and trust so much faster. And it really was like, like a 20 minute call. So it wasn't even, it wasn't even that long, but mm-hmm. the idea you can do that in the platform is mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things coming up, like they brought us so many features last year. It was, you know, it was really fun actually being a LinkedIn specialist because, um, I was then writing these articles about um, the latest thing that's happening on LinkedIn um, and they're bringing out more things. So one of my favorite things is LinkedIn events and you can create an event on LinkedIn on your personal profile or on your company page and you can invite your network to those events. If it's on your company page, when someone says they're, they're coming, they have the option to um, actually be signed up to your event, which gives you their email address which is really interesting. But this morning I was on a LinkedIn event for, um, I'm a small business champion for small business Britain here in the UK. And we were, there was a a call about um, the zero climate, what's it called? Net zero climate change conference in Glasgow later in the year. Anyway. um, And inside the event, there was event chat. So everybody who was signed up to the event was able to have a chat inside LinkedIn Messenger just for the attendees of the event. And I haven't seen that before. So I think because it's owned by Microsoft, Microsoft own LinkedIn. So some of the technology coming out is really cool and really customer focused as in us being the customers. Yeah, really useful. I I love the chat option for Mm. an event because right now for the conference, I use a private Facebook group. Mm-hmm. But not everyone chooses to be on Facebook. And um, you know how Facebook doesn't always show you yes. everything that that comes up. But I love mm-hmm. the idea of having um, a messenger chat just for the people mm-hmm. for that event. I did see your post about LinkedIn events, had not known about them. So thank you for that. And mm-hmm. I did create a LinkedIn event for the conference. I don't know if I did it the right way, but <laughs> but I did create one just to uh, try out that feature. Yeah. So one of the other cool things about events that I was, a tip that I was given by another uh, LinkedIn consultant out of Boston, lovely lady called Angela Pitter, was that if you look for other events on LinkedIn that are targeting your audience or that are or for your audience rather than targeting, I suppose. So say, for example, you are a presentation specialist or you teach people how to speak publicly and you find an event on LinkedIn and it's being hosted by, you know, one of the big platforms and they maybe Zoom. So Zoom is hosting how to, how to improve your presentation skills and you sign up to that event and there's maybe a thousand other people signed up to that event, probably who all want to learn how to do proper presentations you can network with the people inside that event and you can post comments in in the event that only the people who are signed up to the event can see. 
And you can then reach out and connect with those people and say, hey, see, we're both at this Zoom event about presentation skills. I'd like to, you know, connect with you and see if you want to talk about, you know, your present, you know, without being salesy, obviously. But it's a way of finding people who are interested in the same things as you and attending larger events that are full of the people who could potentially become your customer or clients. I think that's really interesting as well. Yeah, that's, that's excellent. And it would be such insight into your ideal clients and how they're interacting during events, um, questions they're asking. Yeah. I love that. Like as the host of your, so, con- your conference, you could go into other events aimed at um, women entrepreneurs and see what even what questions people are asking. Or you could say, oh, actually, we, we have a speaker at my event talking about blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Another sure. way good. Well, I wish I would have known this so a while ago. Louise. I'm sorry, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for next time. No, but that's great. Thank you. So within my feed, I do see a lot of the same posts, you know, reposting articles or just very businessy things. Mm-hmm. Where do promotional posts fall in on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I feel like each social media platform kind of has its own etiquette on what's allowed and what's not allowed. Yeah. And I'm probably doing it all wrong. <laughs> what, <laughs> what are your what are your thoughts on LinkedIn and and selling? Okay. So the way I use LinkedIn and the way I teach my clients to use it is to be of service to your audience. So for example, I teach people how to use LinkedIn. So my posts that I have that I share are the my goal is to start a conversation around a feature on LinkedIn or how people are using LinkedIn. So for example, let's stick with the LinkedIn events example. I might post um, like a LinkedIn poll saying, have you ever used LinkedIn events? Let me know below. And yes, yes, no, um, don't even know what LinkedIn events are or other let me know below. So people will answer comments below that. And I like the um, the Gary Vaynerchuk model of jab, 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 mm-hmm. punch, right? But I, I call serve, 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 offer. Yeah, that sounds a little less aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> so say, we're, say I had an upcoming workshop on how to create your own LinkedIn event. So I might do, um, so say two weeks out of the workshop, I might do a post about, have you ever done LinkedIn events? I'd love to hear below. What are your thoughts on them? Starting conversations with people. The second one could be, here are three tips um, to help you have a really successful LinkedIn event. And that could be a link to a blog post or something possibly. Um, And then the third one could be another piece of information that helps people, how to get more people to sign up for your LinkedIn event and get them to attend. And then the fourth one could be, now this is the thing about LinkedIn, Robin, you only post two or three times a week on LinkedIn. So that's why this is a two week lead. So the first two questions or serving pieces, you know, week one, and then maybe on the second week could be on the Monday or Tuesday, I put out the third one. And then I would be launching the seals of the workshop in the fourth piece. So I would say, thanks so much everybody who helped contribute to, you know, the conversation around LinkedIn events um i like th- i like th- this th- this thing that rhonda said i like this thing that robin said um and now you know i'd love to invite you to check out my workshop that i'm hosting next week on how to run a successful linkedin event so you get people interested by helping them with information around 
whatever your subject expertise is. Um, and then, yeah, of course, then you, if you have something to sell, like a workshop, you would promote that at the end. But most of the time, I don't sell anything on LinkedIn at all um, because I'm consistently on there sharing how to use LinkedIn. Um, and there's so much information that I can share because I specialized in LinkedIn only. Um, you know, why do you need a company page? How to write your about section? What is the featured section? You know, you know what, how do you add media into your LinkedIn profile? How do you send a connection request that's not spammy? I mean, literally, just I could just fire them out all day long. And because I'm consistently doing that, that's when I get people in my messaging inbox saying, Louise, we really need help with LinkedIn with our team. Can we set up a call with you? Which is actually what's happening tomorrow morning with a team that reached out to me last week. And that's the way I've approached LinkedIn over the last couple of years has meant that my leads are coming to me and asking, can we find out about what it is that you do, Louise, rather than me having trying to put out continual, you know, would you like to book a one-to-one -one strategy session with me? Here's the link below to sign up. I, I'm not sure I've ever done that um, on LinkedIn in the last couple of years. It's all been inbound leads. And I think if you can show your knowledge and expertise by helping the people in your network, people connect with you because they want to know what it is that, about what it is that you do. And whatever it is, if you're, you know, you're someone who teaches people to speak publicly, all of your posts should be helping people with all the different things they need to know about speaking publicly. Should I, you know, should I charge for speaking? How do I get a speaking gig? How can I find, you know, a presentation coach, whatever, whatever it is. So, and people get to know you and not only do they reach out and say, can I help you? You know, can you help me with this? They start to tag you in other posts. So like I have a, there's a client of mine, Fiona, who teaches people how to do proper PowerPoint presentations. So if somebody else in my LinkedIn network is on there saying, oh, we're we're really struggling creating this PowerPoint for work. Is anyone you know able to help? I'm going to refer Fiona because I know that's what she does because that's what she talks about on LinkedIn. This is amazing. I love this. <laughs> it also... <laughs> It, it makes, made me realize a lot of things as you were talking, like there's a couple people in my feed that post all the time and it always felt like just too much. And I never really figured out why, but if it is more strategic to only post two or three times a week, or that's yeah. more what the platform, what lends itself to that platform, then that mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense. It yeah. also takes off a lot of pressure that you need to be posting every day, kind of like a, a Facebook, Instagram, where, you know, yes. it's a higher volume of posts. This so is another, another reason. Interesting. Yeah. Another reason why you like LinkedIn, because you have to do less work. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, this works really well with the way that I help people in their business. And that mm -hmm. is for planning ahead. So mm -hmm. you aren't just winging it and throwing a post up every day. It's part of a longer strategy. Yes. Um, it's part of your content plan. I like how you were mentioning with knowing a couple weeks out, here's what I'm talking about, knowing where it's ending Yes. and how people can build LinkedIn into their launch plan. So yes. it's, it's, it's a part of their strategy when they're ready to launch their product or offer. Yes it can be included and it's not just repurposing posts that you did on Facebook or Instagram. No, definitely not. And the other thing that I feel is very different about how you write posts for LinkedIn 
Um, I mean, there's the actual formatting of the posts is really important. And that's something I teach people. It's like how many, um, how many lines should you have and hashtags and all that kind of stuff. Um, but also for me on your personal profile, it, your whole goal of your post is to get a conversation starting underneath the post and the comments. So an okay. easy way to do that is to ask a question, right? So let's think about uh, your conference, the Lakeside conference. It, you know, I will post something about the event and then I'll say, I might say something like, when's the last time you went to a, to a conference? Uh, what, was your, you know, what was your favorite thing about going to a conference that helped your business? Let me know below. Whereas I could just do a promotional post saying, I'm sponsoring the Lakeside conference and I, you know, I'd like you to come and here's the link. People would be going, oh, okay, whatever. But if I'm asking them an opinion <laughs> or I'm asking them, you know, what, when's the last, what's the last event you went to? What do you love about going to live events? You know, what's your favorite thing? What was your biggest takeaway? People love to be asked their opinions and are far more likely to respond as a result. Sure. So it's about networking and okay, conversation. Well, 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 don't go look, don't go look at my feed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've been doing it all wrong. This is so great. Mm. Uh, that feels so much more authentic too, and more like talking with people and not yes. not at them. Yes. So I, yeah, I like that a lot. So I say one of my big analogies, Robin, and this is ironic because you are a conference host, is I talk about LinkedIn being like going to a conference. So you log in, you as so you walk in the door, you get your name badge. And you look around for somewhere to sit or for a friendly face. Um, you sit down and you listen to the speakers. So this is us. We've, we're walked in. We've got our LinkedIn accounts. We're looking around to see is anyone we know on here we can connect with or network with. Um, then we're reading somebody's article. This is me to listen to the speaker. Now it's coffee break. I'm going to go and stand in the coffee queue and see if there's anybody else who liked that speaker. So I look under the article. Is anybody interesting here? And I start talking to them. So literally, it's conversational. You know, and you would not go up to somebody in the queue for coffee at your event and say, hi, I'm Louise. I teach people how to use LinkedIn. Here's my card. Book a strategy session with me. <laughs> you know, I would. Right, I, right. You're not I, handing I, out your book in no. line. <laughs> I'd be like, hi, uh, what, do, what did you think of that last speaker? I saw, I saw you were at the same talk as me. What did you think of it? You know, you'd be literally having conversation. And that's how I like to look at how I behave on LinkedIn. Sure. I like that. At the Lakeside Conference, you have generously volunteered to donate a LinkedIn profile review with you. Could you tell us a little about what is that? Yes, absolutely. So the LinkedIn profile review is where I go to somebody's LinkedIn profile and literally go through it with a red pen. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's much nicer than that <laughs> so but what yes, it yes. basically what it is it's not it's not a face-to-face -face zoom call because I do one our strategy sessions with people with clients but when someone signs up for a LinkedIn profile review I go to LinkedIn and I look at every single aspect of their LinkedIn profile and I will make suggestions or recommendations based on what they've got there and what they maybe are missing out on and I record like it's like a 10-15 minute video that I send to that person plus I do um, like a table of like a checklist for you to go through um, and make changes to your profile 
And the reason I think it's such a valuable service because the LinkedIn profile is the foundation for everything else you do on LinkedIn. So everything I've talked about already, where you're commenting with people and you're chatting to people and having conversations, you need to have a really good solid LinkedIn profile in place. Because as soon as you reach out to somebody to connect or they see your name and your headline, they're gonna click on your profile to find out a bit more about you before they reach out to you. And if you haven't really utilized that, if you're wasting your own time almost, um, there's really key pieces and the way you write your LinkedIn profile as an entrepreneur or as a woman in business is completely different to somebody who is in a career and going for a job promotion, for example. Um, and there's so many key pieces to that. I mean, I've got lots of content around that, Robin, on my website, um, which is louisebrogan.com. People want to go and find out more about that. But the profile is so key. Remember, I remember the four parts I mentioned I kind of think of it as like a three-legged stool, whereas the profile is the seat and without it, everything else just falls apart. So your profile is your seat and then your three legs are your content, your network and your messaging strategy. And you need all four pieces to work really well together. Yeah, the profile I think is so different too than other social media platforms mm. and the way it's set up and how much information it's asking for. It, yeah. It's a little more intimidating to me as a user. So that review sounds extremely beneficial. Thank you yeah, for, and for I, donating one of those. No problem. And some people just prefer me to write their profile for them. So that's another service that I do. Sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that would make it all a whole lot easier. <laughs> those of you who are listening who have not bought your ticket for the conference yet uh, when you do at the end of the conference you are going to be able to hop into different zoom rooms um, we're calling them coaching lounges mm -hmm. and you can hop in with louise and ask her your questions about linkedin and ask her how that might relate to your offer or what it is that you're you're hoping to do on linkedin you can ask her questions about building your audience Anything you want, it, it's kind of like office hours. You guys can get your tickets at womensbusinessworkshop.com forward slash Lakeside Conference. And Louise, tell us again where they can find you aside from the conference. Okay, so on LinkedIn, um, linkedin.com forward slash- Oh, you're on LinkedIn? Forward slash Louise Brogan. <laughs> um, and I have a podcast called LinkedIn with Louise and my website is louisebrogan.com as well. Oh, well, it's been so lovely to talk to you. I feel like I could talk to you all day. Thank Ooh. you for being on the show. Thank you for sharing so much of your expertise. You've, you've been so generous. Thank you. And we're excited to see you at the conference um, in just about a week. Yeah, I'm really, really excited about it. That's, last year, I did um, a couple of big American conferences. So and I really enjoy I love I just love meeting people at these events. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yes, the new event platform we're using, it's called Run the World, and it has a lot of really great ways to connect. So it's not Zoom. Um, so like in a speaker session, everyone has a little profile set up. So you can click on that person's profile that maybe commented. You can even set up a time to connect with them uh, later. You can see their links to follow them. You can send them a direct message. It's got a lot of really great networking that you can't do in a Zoom call. So we're mm -hmm. really excited about making it as much like an in-person event as we can. Brilliant. 
All right. Well, thanks for being with us today and everybody go check out Louise's podcast and her website and we'll see you guys all at the conference and now go get back to work. <laughs>